Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So last week, um, we, were, we were working through the first part of, of Romans, and we're still in Romans 1 this week. And I'm just going to read the chunk of Romans that we're going to be working from this morning. And this is Romans 1, 16 to 23. It's not, on, it's, don't, it's not on the slides in what I'm going to say. And we're going to pick some bits out of this and we're going to look further into them. So Romans 1, verse 16. You can get your Bibles out if you want and follow, follow this through. And this is where we kind of ended last week. It says, Paul says this, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. So this is the New Living Translation. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. And through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshipping the the glorious, ever-living God, uh, they... Where that's gone now? Oh, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So that's what we're looking at this morning. We're looking at the power of the gospel. We, we mentioned that, that first verse last week, that Paul was saying that I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And then we're also looking at the kind of the, the wrath of God. We're going to just touch on um, some bits to do with the wrath of God as well. And we're just going to see why God had to show his, his wrath. Why, and that's a, it's an interesting subject, the wrath of God, or wrath. Some people call it, say the word, pronounce it wrath of God. I'm going to use wrath this morning. I'm not sure which one's the correct one. Um, but the wrath of God is, is a whole interesting subject in and of itself. Because I think sometimes in our modern Christianity, we don't like to talk about the kind of the anger of God, because wrath just means anger. It means extreme anger is the actual dictionary definition. And God is the same God from the Old Testament right from the beginning all the way to the end of the book of Revelation. He is the same God. And you know in different stories, many of you will know, he does get angry as, as you go through the Old Testament. There's times where he gets angry. His wrath is stirred up against, sometimes against his people, sometimes against his enemies, but he, he, he he's angry. And it's not just anger like we would have anger, but it's a just anger. It's a, it's a righteous anger. It's a, you could call it a righteous in, indignation. 
but he gets, he gets angry and he, he's, in his anger, he brings justice. He brings the right outcome. He brings the right thing. So it's not just being angry and then just, you know, going around doing all sorts of silly things. It's, it's his wrath, but released um, against things that aren't meant to be the way they are. So in that, in that piece of scripture there, Romans 1.18, have, have we got the slide for that? Is that the first slide after those first few? Yes, that's the one. So the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Now, that's, what that's basically saying is the sin in our world, God's wrath is, is going to be released against that. Um, and there's different time frames of that. So first of all, first and foremost, God's wrath um, was released on Jesus on the cross. So where he carried all of our sin and shame and all of the things that, all of the sin of all the world, of all, all mankind, past, present, future, where he took that all to the cross, all the bad things we've done, going to do, think about, have been, you know, been in part of, all of that, God the Father poured out his wrath onto Jesus to bring that justice to take place so that his wrath was poured out to, to cancel out all of the sin so that we didn't have to, ex- to uh, experience his wrath, to, for his wrath to be poured out on us. He was poured out onto Jesus. That's if you've taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If, if Jesus is your Lord and your Savior today, the wrath of God, God has been poured out, not on you, and won't be poured out on you. It will be poured out. It has already been poured out on Jesus Christ. And that's, that's the gospel at the end. Of, that's, that's, in a nutshell, it's the gospel. God has, has made a just decision to pour out his wrath on his son so that mankind can have relationship with the Father continually and not have to be judged for their sin if the Lord, if, if Jesus Christ is your, is your Lord and Savior. And what that scripture is saying, if you haven't taken the Lord, uh, as, uh, you haven't taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there will come a day of judgment for all of us, but the righteous, those that have been saved, will experience a different judgment to those that haven't been saved. And those that haven't been saved, his wrath will be poured out on the things, the wickedness that they've done, the sins that they've done. And for us as people that are saved, the things that we've done that, haven't, that we haven't confessed, that we haven't you know, dealt with, there will be a judgment, but it's a different judgment for those things. He will, he will go through our lives and show us where we've done, what we've done right, wrong, and, um, and yeah, the, what, how the judgment. And we, we're actually going to do, I believe next week, Pastor Clive is going to do a whole session on what the whole judgment looks like. So I'm not going to go into that too much. But all you need to know is that the wrath of God is something that God releases in a just way that deals with the imbalance of sin in the world. And the cross is the, is the power of God, that that cross, this gospel that we believe in, is what cancels out that, that wrath of God from, from being poured out into the world. So everything was satisfied in Christ Jesus. Okay, so now we're going to just look at 
So that's the raft dealt with. Now we're going to look at the gospel. And as Paul has put there, it's the power of God unto salvation. And I don't know about you, but when, I don't know if any of you have ever experienced, when you've witnessed to someone or told someone about Jesus, have you ever experienced like a, a kind of a power, a spiritual power coming out of you or a spiritual presence around you? You know, sometimes when I've witnessed to some, some people, that probably happens a lot of the time, not all the time, you sometimes feel yourself just speaking. How many people have just felt yourself, things, words coming out of your mouth and you're not even sure where they're coming from? They're, they're coming from God, but it's like God's spirit is taking over the situation and you almost feel like there's a power coming out of you to reach that person. That's what I believe when Paul talks about the power um, the power of, of God unto salvation. That's what I believe that is. There's something of God's spirit that moves on people's hearts that witnesses to them to show them that God is actually, God is actually real. He, he, it's almost like he actually reveals himself to them through your words. Sometimes our words aren't perfect. We're not gonna get, sometimes we can stumble over our words and not even get the gospel out in the right way sometimes. But I know I've, I've been with people, and I remember some, there's, there's times in the past where I've really just explained the gospel in a simple way to people. And it's like, it's like I've almost been shaking with like something just coming out of me. And, and reaching that person. And there's a, there's a scripture that I believe explains this. And last week we actually talked about being ambassadors to Christ. Um, in 2 Corinthians 5, I think it's there somewhere. I don't know if you can find it. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. Yeah, I'm just going just gonna to read through this. If we go back to 17, I think it's, is it there? Is it not there? Back to 17, back one more. Yeah, that's it. So this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and the new life has, become, has begun. So a new creation, you know, um, the NIV would say, this is the New Living Translation. So anyone who's given their life to the Lord, been born again, they are a new creation. Next slide. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So in a nutshell, if you just go back one, so in a nutshell, if you just go back to the previous one, uh, 19, wasn't it, yeah. So for God was in Christ reconciling, reconciling the world to himself. So on the cross, as Jesus was there, he was, reaching, he was reconciling the world. So God was, through Jesus, was reconciling the world. So he's making a way open for everyone to be able to come into a relationship with the Father, a continuous relationship with the Father. So no longer counting people's sins against them. So Jesus took, so as you confess your sin um, to him, he takes his sin Jesus takes that sin or, or has already taken your sin to the cross, cancels it out because the wrath of God comes and he cancels out God's judgment against you and you are now, you are now free from sin and you're able to have a relationship with God. So, and he's given us this message of reconciliation. So we are, we are God's hands, we're Jesus' hands and feet here on earth and through us now, 
God is reconciling people. So we talked about being ambassadors last week. We talked about being messengers last week. But we are here on this earth, on this planet, to, rec- to continue that work of reconciliation, to reach people through us, you know, sharing the gospel, witnessing to people. We're here as those messengers of reconciliation, drawing people to God. If you go to the next one. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become, oh, sorry, that's, that's the other one. Go to verse 20, I think it was. That's it. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So as I was just talking about there, and as, we, as some people were agreeing, when you witness, witness to people, it's like the power of God can, can reach that person. It comes out of you and reaches that person. And, it, and that's what it's, what's actually happening here is that God is making his appeal through us. So we're the, that channel of God that just allows him to make his appeal to, to mankind through us. And another translation just says it's, it's Christ pleading, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. That is our whole, that's what we've been called to do. If you're, you're born again today, we are called to call people to him, to reconcile people to God, their creator the one who created them and the world and everything in it, as we were reading earlier, we're called to say, be reconciled, come back into relationship with God, come to, come to know God. So there's one more, if we just have a look at the next one. 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. So God, who was obviously, we know, was a sinless sacrifice, lived a perfect life, went to the cross, and God um, caused the sin of the world to fall on him so that his, his wrath could be cancelled out so that we could have a relationship with God. So that's just the basic gospel. I know many of you, many of you would have heard that many times before. So when Paul talks about not being ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God unto salvation, there's something of a power that God wants to release through us. And, and that's my message this morning. Let's just be a channel of God to release his power, to reach people, to draw people closer. And I know at the end of last week, we were just praying for people in their workplaces. And, like, and we were just having a bit of a chat about how they could be better ambassador, ambassadors for Christ, wherever they are, work, home, wherever, that how can we be better channels of, of, his, of his grace to others? Um, I want, I've just got a quick testimony. Some of you may have seen this before. I think I played it last year, but I love this testimony. And um, it just lasts a few minutes, but it's, it just shows you very briefly, it's only four minutes, but how the power of God can work in someone whose life is was so depraved and so far, 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 far away from a godly life. But God did something in them through someone reaching out to this person. God did something in them that's completely transformed their life, turned it completely around. Um, Just a bit of a warning. There is a bit of a full-on, you know, the the guy right at the beginning just talks about his previous life and it is quite full-on. It's the alpha one. So there's two videos. It's this kind of the last one, the alpha one, yeah. Let's just have a look at that. That's it. 
It's a powerful testimony, isn't it? And it just shows what God can do. He can take someone who is the worst of the worst of the worst. You know, it doesn't get much, well, it's quite full on, isn't it? But he can take someone like that and he can still come into their lives and he can still turn everything around. And that guy obviously is on this, these alpha videos. And this, this alpha course has gone out to millions and millions and millions and millions of people. And he's on the video, you know. It just shows the power of God's redemption, how he can just take what was, his behavior is so evil, and he's turned it around for good. And God can, you know, many of us have heard many other testimonies like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to get us to pray together again in a bit to finish off. But just a scripture that was read this morning and as we were praying this morning is, um, uh, Sandra is leading us in prayer. It says this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it's by openly de- declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scripture tells us, anyone who trusts in him, so trusts in the Lord, will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. Everyone, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's what that guy did. He just, he just prayed. And he, it's almost like he gave his life to God just like that, didn't he? He said, you know, God, I hate who I am. I give up who I am. And I just, you know, I need you. And God answered that prayer. And you know, when we witness to people and we talk to, talk to people about God, it's, it's the power of his spirit that does the work. You know, it's, it's, I remember Pastor Paul was a great evangelist. He would always say, whenever he taught about evangelism, he would always say the first thing to do is to ask the spirit, God's Holy Spirit, to work through you. That's what's going to make the difference, not just you kind of learning and learning and learning lots of stuff to say to people and trying to get it do all these different things out. It's the power of God unto salvation that, that draws people. And you know, today, if you, if you don't know the Lord today, you can call on him just like that guy did to come and be in your heart and to, 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 to fill your life. It says to anyone who calls on the name of the Lord. So if you believe that Jesus died for your sins on the cross and you want him to be your Lord and Savior. You just say that to him. You confess that to him and ask him to forgive you and he will come into your life. Do you know one of the, just as we finish, one of the, the, my favorite stories in the whole Bible is about the, where Jesus was on the cross and then there's the two the two sinners, the two criminals next to him. And Jesus was, they were all going to die. They were all getting crucified together. Jesus, the Lord, and these two criminals right next to him. And one criminal began to mock him and to take the mick out of him and disbelieved him. And the other criminal decided to believe in him and actually rebuked the other one who was mocking him but it was just interesting I there's something I was just thinking about this last night that 
There's just something so interesting that on the, the final day of their lives, all three of them, the final day of their lives, they were all dying within, you know, within the next number of hours or whatever. And still one chose to disbelieve and one chose to believe. It was the end of their lives. You would have thought the, the one who was mocking him just had nothing, he's got nothing, nothing to lose really. He's dying, why not believe on him? But there's something about the gospel and there's something about Jesus in our world that divides but he was there on that cross giving it come you know even as Jesus in his final breaths it was like one person drew on Jesus and said you know remember me when I come when you come into your kingdom that's all he said a few words and Jesus said you know by the end of this day you'll be with me in paradise and the other one mocked him and Jesus didn't really say anything to him but we kind of know that he wasn't going to come into his paradise and isn't it powerful how in this world today Jesus is still there he's still offering salvation to everyone but you have to make a choice even on your deathbed you have to make a choice am I going to believe in Jesus or am I not and that's the kind of the paradox or the kind of, you know, the, the down the line, the, the, the division kind of thing where it's like you've got, your, you, you've got a choice to make. Every day of your life, you've got a choice to make whether you're going to believe in God and follow him into that day or not. And I know many of us here, we've already given our lives to him, but it's just such a powerful moment. I always remember reading that. I think I remember reading it for the first time and just thinking, that's just crazy. That's just it, just, it just blew my mind. You can, you know, just your dying breaths, you can just say, Jesus, remember me. And in that, he was saved. So how I want us to just, to just finish this is if we just go to the, the, the third from last scripture, I think it's 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Uh, what I want us to do again is just break up into groups and I want us to just pray with each other. And we're just going to pray for people that we know that don't know the Lord. And we're going to pray using some of these scriptures. So it's 2 Corinthians 4, 4. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who, do, who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So Satan, who is the God, small g God, not big, big, big g God. Satan, who is, some translations say, the ruler of, of this of this world um god is obviously the ruler of the world <clears throat> has blinded the minds of people so people can't see can't understand the reality of who jesus is and the reality of the gospel so what i want us to do is get together and we just want to pray just anyone maybe someone who's really on your heart it'd probably be good to think of an individual who's really on your heart to just pray that that God removes 
that blindness from their eyes, removes anything that the enemies try to put on them to blind them. He removes that so that they can see, that, so that the light can come in and they can see who Jesus really is. If you go to the next one, the next slide. Yeah, so you see we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. Next one, last one. For God who said, let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. So we want to be praying that that God removes that blindness from people's eyes, removes the veils, removes whatever's blinding people, confusing people. And we want to pray that his light will shine into their hearts to reveal Christ to them. And I just believe this morning as we, just, as we pray with faith for people, I believe God's going to do that. So you might have individuals or specific people that you want to pray for. And I just encourage you to just, to just do that in your groups. So if you just break up again into groups of, say, four, let's, let's keep the groups a little bit smaller so that we can, so that everyone can pray. Okay. So I'll just continue to pray for those people that may be on your heart. Continue to just bring, keep bringing them before the Lord. That we want to be praying that God would reconcile them to himself. And we're just speaking over. I think that's a powerful prayer. Just be reconciled to God, so-and-so in their name. Just keep declaring that over them, praying it over them. That they would declare with their mouth and believe with their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. I just want to just sing this song. I know we're about out of time. This is in Christ alone. Many of you would know it. Have we got, we've got the lyrics, yeah? Because there's a, there's a part in this, in this song that talks about the wrath of God being um, satisfied. And it's a great way of explaining it. And actually, I was told that... Um, I was told that some denominations took that bit out because they didn't they didn't want it to sound too negative and too strong you know too strong they took actually the wrath of God bit and actually when we were looking at the lyrics for the song today like Toby was looking through just going through websites looking at the lyrics actually some of the, some of the songs some of the lyrics they were gone they took that bit out but it's such an important it's such an important bit that as we were talking about earlier that we know that that God does have wrath but it has been dealt with with the the cross it's been dealt with on the cross by Jesus' sacrifice so we're going to sing this song let me just read out the lyrics just in case you don't know I'm sure many of you do in Christ alone my hope is found he is my light my strength my song this cornerstone this solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness scorned by the ones he came to save. Till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied. For every sin on him was laid, here in the death of Christ I live. Isn't that powerful? It's the gospel right there. There in the ground his body lay, light of the world by darkness slain.
then bursting forth in glorious day, up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, sin's curse has lost its grip on me. For I am his and he is mine, brought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home. Here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Very powerful one. We need to sing that more. If you'd like to stand to your feet, we're going to to sing this before we finish today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.